0: Today's episode is brought to you by Roma Skincare. Based out of Chicago, Roma launched a work-from-home clean skincare line that covers all of your skin needs. Roma have proved that you don't need a million serums, eye creams, or moisturisers to get better skin. Why do we love them? They have clean ingredients and effective results with just a simple three-step routine that both you and your partner can use together. Right now, Roma Skincare is offering all US-based listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENER15 on their website at romaskincare.com. Roma Skincare, no stress, no clutter, just happy, healthy skin. Welcome to the Visualize You podcast. I'm your host, Beth Huey, and each week on the show, we will talk about how you can pivot in your career and create a business that is more in alignment with your true soul's calling. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already, so you can learn the practical skills that will help you do the same. I'll also deliver training and bring experts onto the show to help you recognize your self-worth, honor your skills, and become confident, feeling ready to pivot, package, promote, and profit from your career and life experiences. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another episode of the Visualize You show. This is episode 34 and we're going to be doing a interview with a business owner called Lauren Rome. And Lauren is the founder of Roma Skincare. But before we get there, what kind of week have you been having? I've been having a crazy week in relation to cars. I'm trying to manifest a car right now. I thought I'd found the perfect car. I bought the car. The car came home. I went out in it. I hated it. The engine management light came on. I asked the garage to come and pick it up and fix it they took it away and then I decided that you know what there's too much resistance here this is not the car for me and I asked my money back and I eventually got my money back after to and fro- throwing with them uh, and going through lots of different hurdles with them and then my old car got towed away it's gone to scrap heap heaven it is no longer sat on the drive anymore i sat in it the day before actually and cleaned it out so i'd got all my belongings out of it and it was actually talking to me it was making all kinds of noises so i was really sad to see it go it went out with a blaze of glory because the tow truck the guy who was driving it who was also a character he forgot to lift the back end of his his truck up and it was screeching down the road there are now two white bright lines down the center of my hill in the middle of my street and uh, yeah so I'm having a great week with cars I then saw another car asked to put a deposit down and someone had literally just put a deposit down on it five minutes before so I know all of this can feel really frustrating if you are going through these kind of things where you're trying you just want something to happen and to achieve something but things just are not happening the way that you want could be that there's resistance or it could be that the universe is just shuffling a few things around for you count these experiences as driftwood and examples that the universe is getting everything ready for you so i am a firm believer that my car is going to appear in the next couple of weeks but until then i am carless now anyway today we are talking to lauren rome of roma skincare so lauren has spent the last decade in new york grinding in the tenacious environment of Wall Street. She really is a woman on the go, and she tried, during that time, countless skincare products. Nothing seemed to work to combat the stress, which was leading to breakouts, dark circles, and dehydrated skin. I think we've all been there. So, empowered by the idea that she could help other people feel their best, Lauren embarked on a mission to create a solution she and others needed. She now lives full time in Chicago with her husband. She's a proud mom of a golden retriever and her skin has never looked better. And I know you can't see that because it's a podcast, but believe me, I saw her over Skype and she looked beautiful. So she spends less time trying new products and more time on the things that mattered. Lauren is continuing to build a community around her brand and helping others discover the joy of healthy, beautiful, Skin, and the thing I really loved about this interview was Lauren's desire to create a simplified beauty product because we all have bathroom cabinets full of all of these different beauty products, we don't necessarily know what's in them, we don't know necessarily what they're doing for our skin, and yet we keep buying them. They may be overpriced, and are they actually that good for our skin? So, Lauren has created a new beauty product brand and line that simplifies all of that and also it is gender neutral so these are for men and women and it's one product line that is simple and easy to understand and is for everybody so let's head over to the interview and i'll let you hear all about lauren's pivot story what it was like to work on wall street as a woman and some of the other life lessons. Lauren has experienced along the way. I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Visualize You show. I'm joined today by Lauren Rome, founder of Roma Skincare. Lauren, it's so lovely to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Let's just dive right in. Let's hear from you how you went from working on Wall Street, a very male-dominated, stressful, high-paced environment, to starting your own company in the skincare industry. Because I think when we talk about pivots and change of direction, I think that is something that is, there's quite a difference between those two environments, isn't there? So tell us your story. How did that all happen?
1: I obviously spent a decade on Wall Street, and that's a very... Specific path. I studied finance and economics in university. And then when I went off and started my first job right out of school, I thought I would be doing that forever. Um, You know, I I think when you're young and in your early 20s, you're excited by uh, the hustle and bustle and all these smart people around you. And I, I did really love the community and being in this corporate world. But I think for me, what stood out as I was nearing my 10th year there is that I wasn't really creating anything. Mm -hmm. And while I enjoyed talking about markets and talking about providing solutions for people, they weren't tangible solutions. And when I had this sort of passion project on the side of helping alleviate my own stress, and I'll talk a little bit about why I created Romer, but really it became clear to me that Wall Street wasn't quite as fulfilling Mm -hmm. and that I should, in this next phase of my career, go off and really explore how to create a brand and products that I'm proud of, that I really can stand behind that actually do solve people's problems tangibly. And so out of that, I I then left and I did a lot of research and development because it's not a world I was very familiar with. I was just a consumer of it. And lo and behold, a year later, after that transition out of corporate America, I then launched Roamer.
0: Wow. Okay. So you, you talk about that year there then. So, what were you doing in that period of time? Because I think listeners of this show who are maybe thinking about, right, where do I start? Do I quit my job tomorrow or do I put them, some things in place? What was that year kind of transition period like for you? What did that involve?
1: Amazingly, I had a series of personal events all happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is the case for everyone when they go to pivot. But it certainly happened for me. I was long distance dating my then boyfriend now husband, but we were going back and forth from New York to Chicago. and he asked me to marry him. And he also asked me to move to Chicago. And so in light of that request, uh, I, you know, I had one of these sort of, okay, this is a time to step back and decide what I want to do next. Mm-hmm. Do I want to continue? working for the same company and try and make it happen in Chicago? Or do I want to stay in New York? Or do I want to use this as an opportunity to really pivot everything? And I ended up choosing the latter and Mm -hmm. making the full transition, a full 180 of leaving that job, getting engaged, moving (laughs) cities. And it all happened in a few weeks. And then of course, deciding to launch the brand. And while I had been really interested in skincare and my skin and helping alleviate my own skincare frustrations and frustrations with, with the beauty industry, it really was only a passion project. It was just a, a hobby of mine until I had this awesome moment where I could say, wow, I can really take this idea to the next level and use this life event to take some time to try and and make it happen.
0: I I really like that using like the events that are thrown at us, those life events that we just didn't plan for, but they happen. And they could be happy things or sad things. So we might be made redundant or we might be furloughed or COVID hits, whatever. And using that to leverage the next direction, because I think it's very easy to just slip into that Whoa this state that I'm in, that whole victim mentality. And I think it, it takes a special kind of mindset to to move in a different direction when something like that happens.
1: It definitely so that, wasn't easy. I, I will say that the ideas had been kicking around for six months. So mm-hmm. it, I make it sound like, oh, wow, I, I got engaged and it's time to <laughs> move on. But I would say it was, really, it was really challenging because I cared deeply about my career. It was my identity. You know, yeah. I was I I worked hours and hours at this place that really I called my second home. And this is a a complete departure and and something so unknown and new to me, which we can obviously talk about. But I, I think that the more I took stock of what am I looking for as far as fulfillment and what am I looking for in life and what, what do I want my new identity to be made up and comprised of and ultimately i felt that was the right decision and now looking a year two years back from when i left and one year back from when i when i actually mm-hmm. launched the brand i don't have any you know sort of regrets about that change
0: and that's so good to hear i think that's so good for people to hear and i love the importance of allowing ourselves to reinvent ourselves we can have multiple careers we can create multiple businesses we we don't have to stick in this one career and i think like you say we start to identify with our career, it becomes a part of our personality. And I think some people who maybe haven't planned or haven't given them self-permission to do that, when something does hit and they do get made redundant, for example, then they feel like they're grieving part of their identity. So I think it's really an important step and part of the process like you've mentioned there in terms of what is important. So what what is it like as a woman working on Wall Street?
1: So now I'd say it's a lot more common that you might expect. In Mm -hmm. fact, I know from, because I was on a recruiting team that hired students out of my alma mater, the firms are so focused on bringing in diversity and bringing in women. So it's interesting because I think now you do have a lot of representation from all different experiences and backgrounds. Whereas 25 years ago it may have looked very different in yeah. fact even the dress code is much more relaxed now especially now that a lot of people are, are home and, and mm-hmm. my husband is still in that world that's how we met but um, I think it it takes in all of these kind of really high charging environments it takes a certain person to really, want to thrive and want to be part of this exciting, yet also very demanding Mm. work world. And there's physical elements that are really challenging that led me to some of my own burnout, which also made that decision to to leave uh, a little easier. But then there's also things I really miss about it. And being a woman on Wall Street, I I don't think as much different than being a man on Wall Street in today's world. Yeah. But I, I I think it's a unique spot, at least for me, to start my career and build my foundation. And some of the skills that I learned at Goldman Sachs are, are some that I still take with me now as I'm running my own business. And mm-hmm. I think that was really important that I had the, the I built the foundation and had the mentors to help teach me certain lessons that I apply now every day when I'm doing something completely different.
0: (laughs) I think that's really positive to hear. So you said it it takes a certain kind of person to go into that environment in the first place. Do you feel like you were that person when you first went in, or do you feel like being in that environment is what has made you a stronger person and, and able to build a successful business today?
1: I think a little bit of both. I think I went in with a certain intensity that I find was probably there before I I worked (laughs) there. And that's an intensity that I've just grown up with. And maybe it's from the environment of growing up in a New York city where it's very resilient and people are very tough and it's the city that never sleeps and I wasn't getting much sleep. So I, I think there is some element of that surrounding an environment that had, that led me to be the the right type of character for for that world. But then also I think there's a lot of skills that are acquired on the job and learning how to deal with different types of people, learning how to be a really good listener, learning how to think quickly and adapt quickly. Yeah, Those are all skills that I'd say I navigated and built Mm -hmm. from being there for so many years.
0: Wherever anybody is in their career right now, just knowing that the skills and experiences that they're building up can really help propel them and they can totally use them in other things, businesses or other careers. So you created Roma Skincare. What was the problem that you were creating a solution for? And and tell us about the products that you have.
1: Sure. So as i described the environment's pretty tenacious mm-hmm. and i was on the go a lot i was traveling a lot which is obviously not the case anymore <laughs> but it was the case a few years ago and i suffered from a lack of time in my daily routine so dark circles dehydrated skin stress which led to breakouts all the stuff that takes a toll on my physical appearance and then also how I felt inside it's confidence shattering and I think I wasn't ever obsessed with beauty or skincare I wasn't really a person who wore a lot of makeup ever that being said I still wanted to look good and feel good and I found the whole world of beauty to be confusing. I would walk into my store and see hundreds and hundreds of products, so much. And there's a lot of fancy labels and call-outs thrown at me. And I had no idea what I was really investing in. And so I did a lot of research. And of course, my bathroom cabinets were overflowing with products. And I felt like I didn't have the right pared down Mm few products that I could trust, that were clean, that I knew would do the job and save me time. And this is also the time, like I said, when I was traveling back and forth to my boyfriend, and he also was in the bathroom, kind of fumfering through the same challenges. And I recognized that there is white space. And why is there not a very easy, simplified routine that is pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. for the average person to understand that could help me with my skin issues, make me feel better, but not take up too much time, money, energy, et cetera. And the more I peeled back the layers of what's going on in the beauty industry, the more I talked with dermatologists and chemists and all sorts of people, the more I felt that there's a gap and I need to be the one to fill it. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to create three products, a cleanser to be used in the morning and at night. You wake up, you wash your face with the cleanser, you go to bed, you wash your face with the cleanser, clean off makeup, it's good for women, also wash your face, good for men. And then I, I built a moisturizer. The moisturizer is a, again, use it in the morning, right after you wash your face, mm-hmm. use it at night, right before you go to bed. And then lastly, an overnight mask that was meant to be used a few days a week for those people who have greater challenges with their skin, including things like very dry skin in the winter, or they're experiencing some knee irritation from wearing a mask, yeah. all these problems that we're currently facing at the moment. I wanted to make sure that I built a product that was a little bit more specialized, that had a little bit more of those active ingredients, that could specifically nail certain problems that mm-hmm. I was facing and I felt lots of other people were facing too. And so lo and behold, we launched the brand and did a lot of research on whether men and women could share it, making sure that the products were easily accessible and easy to use and easy to understand. And then also do so with this eye and um, lens on sustainability and transparency and education. Mm-hmm. Because the things that I found most lacking in all the products that I was using is that I didn't understand what was in them and I didn't know why they were helping my skin or not. Yeah. And so for me it was crucial to make sure that I told that story with the brand and with the line.
0: And I just love the fact that it's for everybody are other companies doing that is that a unique kind of thing that you found as part of your marketing it's
1: now becoming a, a lot more common there are lots of brands and i don't know if it's because i'm in this space but i do think there are given that we're breaking through barriers as far as what's defined as beautiful mm-hmm. and how people even define themselves i think there's a lot more overlap as far as products go being shared among men and women of people with different backgrounds and also to people with different skin types. Mm -hmm. And we had a feeling that this would be a difficult space to crack into because historically for so many decades, products have been advertised and marketed towards women and products have been advertised and marketed towards men separately. And so it's a unique challenge for us to try and, sell this value proposition that yes, in fact, the products are meant to be used by both. They can be and not have, and and basically break the mold that a certain product should smell a certain way and that be geared towards a female.
0: I really like that because it also streamlines the kind of, if there's two of you in the house and you only need to buy one, there's just like other benefits as well as breaking through all of the noise when you walk into a store. So one of the things that I really loved about uh, your brand and what you're tr- you're trying to achieve is that building a community around the brand as well, which I think is really smart. Tell us about that. You mentioned community earlier on in the in the interview, actually, when you were talking about corporate. So I just wondered if that's something that's really important to you and that's always been there. Tell us about that.
1: So community is huge. Personally, it's a value of mine, and it's one of my it's one of the things that I put high on my list. Yeah. As far as things that give me fulfillment and I derive happiness from. So having a community and that can be anything from a group of friends that we share a a book with every month, like a book club, or that can be from a professional standpoint, having People that you share ideas with or you commiserate with when things are going wrong. And I I felt the same when I was building the brand that I wanted to make sure to build a big base of people who could share ideas and share their feelings and feedback because that 360 feedback loop is so important. Mm -hmm. Without the consumers, we we don't have a business and we can't be better as a company and as a brand. And so something that gives me a lot of passion is getting people to try the products, finding out their stories, hearing that they love the products, and hearing how I can transform their skin. Because that's what happened with me. I was struggling with my skin. And so it really becomes the most rewarding part of what I do. And it is, I think, the, the most important part of being a good brand founder because you need to be able to listen. You need to be able to hear what people say, react and respond to that feedback and get better. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that. I think something that we heard in the first year is that our moisturizer wasn't big enough. The product was being used up very quickly, which is a good thing. <laughs> and the pump was the pump was challenging to use because it took up so much space in the bottle. So we said, okay, how can we build Different packaging that still is sustainable, if not more sustainable, that gives the customer what they're looking for. And so, in a few months, we're launching a new packaging vessel that's fully recyclable. So, it takes the spring out of the picture and also gives the customer more product in their purchase or in their one unit. And it's a better, it's just a better function. So, it's easier to use. And so, this change, I would never have been able to make this change if I didn't have the support of the community surrounding the brand. And how we do this is a fewfold. We tend to ask our customers for feedback in survey format. We also invited all of them to a Facebook group that's a closed but open Facebook group so you have to apply to to be a member of it but then also we give discounts and promotions and lots of insights and share education because we want the customer to really understand the story behind every decision we made when we created the products
0: I think it's really smart and I think yeah you're bringing people on a journey with with you as well and they can just see how valued they are and I think it's smart as well because I see a lot of service-based companies using communities but not as many product based companies and there's just so much value that you're deriving from that already in your your short space of time that you've been running. I also
1: think the authenticity is what people really want to read about and hear about and I agree. And of course despite our best efforts being an entrepreneur and achieving the success we we hope for isn't always an outcome we, we, we see and face right away. Mm-hmm. And the more I can share those headwinds, the more the community gets behind us. And I think that's okay. The road of launching a brand, especially before a pandemic is bumpy. And I love what I do. I love sharing that. I love creating products that people love, but there are challenges and that's the fire that keeps us going. And I think that's the thing that customers really want to see. Not only do they want to hear about the ingredients and they want full transparency, they also want to learn about what are the behind the scenes, some of those headlines.
0: I I absolutely agree. I think, and the thing about communities is people wouldn't be in there if they didn't want to be in there in the first place or the fact that you've got them there. I think it's a really good thing. In the power of scripting, you'll learn how to have more control in your life. Gain more clarity on your life goals and aspirations. Feeling more positive, more of the time. And mastering the art of manifesting. That scripting isn't just the written aspect of the law of attraction. It's way more than that. It's a state of being. It's a way to be. Find out more and get your copy at thepowerofscripting.com. We've talked about a lot already, but can you identify maybe a life lesson that you've, you've learned, whether it's a low point or a high point, whether it's in your career or as you've been starting the business that you could share with the listeners?
1: I think the most important thing over the last year, first of all, you can't take anything in life for granted. So you better enjoy the life you're given because you never know when that can be taken. Mm -hmm. And first, on a more melancholy note, I think we have to appreciate what's happening right now in the world. And the second is to find a support system, support others, but also find people to support you. Mm. Because no matter what you're doing, whether you're building your own business, whether you're venturing out on a different professional path or doing something new, I'd say the thing that's kept me putting one foot in front of the other, which is all we gotta do, is to have people who are there to listen, to be, to be your support, to be a shoulder to cry on when you need it, to help boost you up, who are proud of you, regardless of what happens and make sure that you can find them. Those can be, and they'll all serve different roles. It could be friends. It could be family. It could be professional mentors Mm -hmm. or therapists who knows, but that's been my saving grace over this past 12 months and something that I would advise everyone to do. And it doesn't matter if you're 55 years old or 21 years old start that process of building your circle, building your network of people, your community, your personal community Mm -hmm. of people to support you.
0: Yeah, I agree completely with that. I hear it time and time again, actually from people that come on and like the coaches and the mentors that they've had. I think sometimes when we start a business, we want to do everything ourselves as well, which I think just as human beings, we, we don't want to delegate or we don't want to ask for advice. We're like, we're going to figure this out. But I think there's so much power in having other people around us who can support us on that journey, who've maybe done it before, or just a sounding board for us to to share ideas with. So I absolutely agree with all of that. So has there been something that's always been calling you or do you feel like your career has been a natural progression to to starting the business? I
1: think I felt this itch and this calling the more I leaned into my own struggles. So my own challenges, which I found were at one point, a real weakness I used as a strength to help build the brand and start this idea. And I keep going back to that. Why this is what motivated me to, to do this in the first place, because it helps me remember that I'm doing something I love mm-hmm. And that's really fulfilling. And so I don't think it was a natural progression, although I, I do believe that the universe works in a weird way and that even though I didn't know it 12 years ago, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that I'm now doing something very different. Yeah, But yeah, I think you just have to listen to what your insides are telling you, what your gut's telling you. And mine was telling me... The more I did research, the more I spoke to people in the beauty industry and beauty world, the more I felt I had an idea that was worth pursuing. Mm -hmm. And that to me was that moment where I knew I I, I needed to, to somehow make this happen at some point.
0: I like that. I think sometimes people can if they're not sure what it is that they're supposed to be doing, they go on this kind of soul searching of trying to find their purpose in the world. But I think sometimes that's the wrong way of looking at it. It's almost in the journey. And actually what you just talked about there was actually the more research you did, the more action you took in a direction, you weren't sure where it was heading, but you kept getting validated that this is the right path. This is what I should be doing. And I think sometimes we can get stuck in not doing anything because we're trying to figure out, oh my goodness, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing in the world, but you took the action. I, I always feel like have that vision, have a have the why, but take aligned action and it'll start to show itself. It'll start to in its form. That's full exactly glory. right. Yeah. Uh,
1: once it started to pick up steam, just the engine gets moving and you just you start working even faster. And I think even today. We talked about the intensity of Wall Street. I'm probably working three times as hard now (laughs) in this seat than I was when I was working on Wall Street. And the difference is you're working for you. You're working on your own ideas. You're creating something. And there's a lot more flexibility. So I actually, I can actually take time to go for a walk during the day outside, whereas I probably couldn't in my old seat. But there is that there, it will naturally occur don't yeah I think that's the point don't go searching for your idea it it will come to you as you're going through and going through your daily life and then going about your daily life trying to better understand mm-hmm. how to solve certain problems that you're facing and that's the that would be the that was the key that got me to go change my go take my pivot and change my career
0: yeah so we've mentioned some of uh, what I would call your superpowers already, the things that you've maybe learned along the way on your path. But is there some superpowers that you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: I, I think it's a lot of the stuff we've already talked about. So, listening to others, that's a big one, building a community, and seeing and witnessing other people's problems. And being able to share in that. I, I I feel lucky that I'm helping people every day look and feel better. And every time I get a positive review, albeit small, it might only be a sentence, it makes me light up because that means I'm on to something, I'm doing something right. Yeah. That's a superpower I'm really proud of.
0: That's great. And I saw that you also donate to uh, environmental causes as well so again is that something that lights you up inside definitely
1: we made a very conscious decision not to cut corners from the beginning stages all the way through to where we are today and so I wanted to make sure that not only were we thinking about the environment when we were selecting ingredients, which a lot of what's in the bottle is mined or farmed. Mm -hmm. So you wanna make sure that those mining practices or those farming practices are being done so that they don't hurt the environment. So the first was ingredient selection and then all the way to how we give back once we take money from a customer. So we wanted to make sure that we also supported causes that help the planet. Mm -hmm. And this is something that the beauty industry unfortunately is a big um, offender of. They create a lot of waste each year. It's mainly driven by the biggest, largest beauty companies out there. But I think no matter how big or small your brand is, customers really do care Mm -hmm. about making sure that the brands they support also support the causes that they care about. And I was a customer. I wanted to make sure that our brand mission was aligned with my own values as a consumer. And while I'm not perfect, and by no means am I an environmental junkie, there's plenty (laughs) of people out there who are perhaps way more hippy-dippy or live a much more waste-free conscious life. Yeah. I think everyone can start somewhere Mm -hmm. and we need to do better for this planet. It's the the challenges, the climate challenges that we face are real and hopefully it will get better with time and with brands like us who are trying to do our best to affect change.
0: Yeah. So you have this company and as entrepreneurs, we have these platforms of choice where we share our messages. What, what's working for you as a company in terms of getting yourself out there?
1: Right now, I think being authentic has been something I recognize as helping drive much more business. And so anyone who's struggling, if you're selling a product or even a service, I think the more you can tell your story, you can get in front of a camera, which is Mm -hmm. not as easy to do for some. The more you can get out there, the more you can show that behind the scenes, the more you can show why you are doing the things you're doing or creating the things you're creating, the more people will love, accept, buy from, Mm -hmm. sign up for the things that, that you're promoting. And every time we ask the question of our community, what do you wanna see more of? They wanna see more of the founder. They wanna see more of the behind the scenes. So yes, it feels great to to show a pretty picture, one that feels very crafted Mm -hmm. and perhaps those product photos on cool, fancy backdrops or something that's spent a lot of time editing, but the stuff that performs the best for us is the stuff that's raw. Stuff that doesn't require uh, as much time and effort and energy to put together, but just happens to be more honest and real.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I read a quote that you said on uh, Body Beauty, where I think the question was, what does unapologetic mean? And you said, unapologetic is true bravery, the courage to break the mold and not say sorry for being authentic and honest. That's really powerful. And it reminded me of the poem by Marianne Williamson. I don't know if you have the name of it, but we'll certainly put a link to it. But it talks about when we allow ourselves to be our true selves, we allow others to also be their true selves. And that when we hide away, when we hide who we really are, we're not just being a disservice to ourselves, but we're being a disservice to other people out there in the world. And I just think there's so much truth in that. I think entrepreneurs or just as human beings going about our daily lives we find it sometimes really hard just to be ourselves (laughs) for whatever reason we put these masks on or we say the right things or we, we try to say the right things when really we want to say something else and we try to fit into society and I think we should just be more of ourselves more of the time because it's more uplifting and for ourselves but also for other people it gives other people permission to do that for themselves
1: as well. Beth, I love that so much. And I can't wait to, to read the full poem. The, the world that we live in today, especially with social media, is so fabricated mm-hmm. and so artificial. And I think we're going to have a renaissance of people, and we probably already are. Yeah. Of people who see. Be through the BS, to be frank. Yeah. And want a less scripted, more honest portrayal of either what's happening in the world or what's happening in someone's life. And yeah, and that's not only important for us as we're doing it to derive our own personal fulfillment or satisfaction in the process, but also it's going to make everyone else around us Mm -hmm. better participants of society. So I love that. That's great.
0: I think it really will. I think the other thing as well from a business point of view is that you start to attract your ideal customers because you are showing up as who you are. Your brand is what your brand is and the things are more aligned. So from a business sense, I think there's so much to be learned from that authentic marketing, sales, whatever whatever you want to call it. So this is the Visualize You show. So what do you visualize for yourself and your company in the future?
1: I visualize us helping Uh, thousands of people, Mm -hmm. give them time back for the stuff that matters. And I visualize for me also giving myself time back for the stuff that matters. Not always easy as an entrepreneur in her first year of business, because much of my free time is spent thinking and dreaming and talking (laughs) about Romer. But I know it exists and it can happen. And I'm excited for the future where we have helped not only hundreds, but thousands of people in a big way, get them closer connected to their partner in the bathroom, or also just give them time back, give them space back on those bathroom shelves and give them better skin.
0: So when I talk about visualization to other people, a lot of people, focus on what's in it for me what what's my vision for myself but you just talked about what will my vision allow other people to do mm-hmm. and that's the bit that is so powerful when you start to visualize not just for your own reality but the impact that you're going to have on the world so I love that you, you you shared that from the perspective of what other people are going to get out of what you you're offering to the world So thank you so much for being on the show today. I feel like we've had a really great discussion in loads of different areas. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Where can people find out more about your company and more about you online?
1: Thank you for having me. I loved it as well. Uh, You can find us on our website, romerskincare.com. R-O-M-E-R, because sometimes people ask me for the spelling. We're also on all the social channels. The handle is Skincare. And uh, we shipped to right now the United States, but hopefully soon we'll be expanding internationally. And so if, if you want to join our community, we're welcoming people in. We love for people to try the products. We feel really proud of what we've built, and I'm excited to share that with all of you.
0: Fabulous. We'll put all of the links to where people can find you in the show notes. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Lauren. I really enjoyed what she said about working on Wall Street. I think we have these images of what it's maybe like to work on Wall Street. We've seen the films Wolf of Wall Street. We've seen the trading images on the news. And I think it was really positive to hear that it is more diverse today, that women are more included in that environment. And it certainly feels like a less male-dominated environment than I first anticipated. Lauren felt really passionate about the importance of community when building a brand and that importance of listening to your customer feedback and letting customers know the decisions behind everything that you do as a business and how you produce your brand and product. She really embraced this ability to get 360 feedback from customers and included them as part of her business strategy. I thought it was really interesting that Lauren said she had this urge to create a product and a brand that would solve a person's problems and she didn't necessarily know that she was going to end up working in the beauty industry but yet she had this urge to create something. I think sometimes that urge we have as entrepreneurs it's difficult to put a label on it It's like a desire to fulfill a contract that we maybe have with the universe. And so she followed that urge and she started taking aligned action. And the result was the creation of Roma skincare. And that desire turned into the creation of products that would simplify the beauty regime. We've all got things in our bathroom cupboards that we don't necessarily know why we have them, what they do, what their purpose is, whether it's right for us or not. And... I love Lauren's ability to create a product that was both gender neutral and simplified in three simple steps. Lauren shared a few life lessons like not taking everything for granted, enjoy what you have, as well as finding and figuring out where your support network is. Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it your mentor? Is it a coach? I also loved it when we were talking about Allowing ourselves to reinvent ourselves again and again and not to identify solely with our careers. Using life opportunities and experiences as a chance to really think about what you would like to be doing with your life. Lauren really leaned into that when there were changes happening in her life already. She really leaned into that and went, what could I do right now that is going to super enhance what I'm already going through and I can turn it into a positive and create a life that I love. But one of the biggest takeaways that I got from this interview was about enjoying the journey, taking aligned action in the direction of your dreams, and being authentic and showing up as yourselves, both in your business and in your personal life, will portray you as being honest and real, and from a business sense, will help you sell, because your customers are just like you. They have real lives and they are not hiding behind a brand, a polished brand. And I think sometimes as business owners, we want to get everything so polished and perfect when in all honesty, the real selling comes from making a authentic connection with your customers. I really hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you would like to try out Lauren's skincare products, there is a special discount for our Visualize You listeners. All of the details are in the show notes for today. If you liked this interview, please do share your thoughts on social media. Tag me at Visualize You on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Tag me in your stories. And please remember, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, or maybe it's not, please remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Also a reminder that my book, The Power of Scripting, is now available for you to purchase. You can hear all about The Power of Scripting and The Power of Deliberate 10 and Manifesting by starting at episode 27 through to episode 33. I look forward to sharing more interviews with you next time. Okay, so that's all for today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any aha moments, tag me in your social media stories and please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. It'll really help me out. Until next time, remember to visualize you.